Deathwatch. Welcome back to Cradle of the World, a Dungeons and Dragons 3.5 slash Pathfinder first edition campaign by Deathwatch Productions. We ended our session last time with um, Kans- uh, Casimir had found a journal <clears throat> of a um, giant named Threnzom and was reading through that as he explored some underground caverns uh, surrounded by lava. And uh, Rohan had called Tempest to him and they went to wake the other rocks to search for the other heroes. Fenrith had gone down um, the staircase to the entrance to that temple, but found it was now just a pile of rubble. And Graham went back to the village to warn of the goblins he had encountered uh, outside the home of the heroes. And Zeus told him that the mare had been missing for hours. Then when Graham went to leave, a massive metal bird swooped down and snatched up an elf and another one uh, attempted to do so with Nazus, but was not successful. And then Graham went on his way to try to reunite with his fellow heroes. So that's where we'll pick things back up. First, let's introduce our heroes, starting with Chris. Hi, I'm Chris. I play Casimir, Hero of the Rock, and I'm currently getting over a cold, so apologies for any phlegmy noises. I'm Travis. I play Graham, Hero of the Sea, and I... Need to find Fenrith so I can make everything right. Or I could pretend like nothing at all happened. What do you think, Rohan? Introduce yourself. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Justin. I'm playing Rohan, Hero of the Sky, and I think you should pretend like nothing happened. But also I'm starting to get concerned that I may have been the only one to survive the collapse. So I didn't even know you guys were there, so yeah. my conscience is free. <laughs> yeah, but I watched the the ceiling collapse on Graham and. I wonder and if all three of you are Fenrith. going through like survivor's guilt, you know, like because you essentially each abandoned each other. Yeah. Well, I know Fenrith is. Yeah, he used he the made spell. It out. Uh, <laughs> so I guess I'm just working under the assumption that you did as well. Okay. Whereas I'm working under the assumption that nobody but me made it out. <laughs> all right, Fenrith. I'm John playing Fenrith, hero of the flame. And I know that we only need to replace Rohan because he's the only one that didn't survive. <laughs> oh, I watched uh, Graham disappear. I know Casimir was inside of the other part of the building. Well, maybe we need to replace him too. Mm. But I know that me and Graham will survive. Okay, so um, that's where we'll pick back up then. We'll say we'll start with Casimir. Casimir, so you had gone into this massive tent sized for a giant and found a journal, and we're going to thumb through that and start trying to decide what was going on down here. Yeah. So this is the Journal of Threnzom, and as you read through it, um, you discover that um, Threnzom was a, or is, a cloud giant. And um, so, you know, it's a pretty big, thick book, and it goes back a long ways, but you're thumbing through trying to get to more recent times. And um, basically, here's what you've discovered. The entries state, uh, today has been an eventful day. I stumbled upon a peculiar rumor, the orb of Tarcellus. 
I had heard of this orb before, but um, only in passing and never knew its true purpose until now. But as I investigated, I uh, learned that the orb of Tarcellus is the condensed or disembodied soul of Tarcellus himself. And then in parentheses, um, it states Tarcellus minor elven deity. Um, this revelation was both astonishing and concerning. Tarcellus was a, a great, powerful god um, who disappeared along with the rest a long time ago. Um, continuing on, it says that, to my surprise, I also discovered that the orb is reportedly being protected by a legendary fire giant warrior named Stromnar. I've heard tales of his strength and prowess in battle, but I never thought um, that he was still around. According to what I've discovered, he's said to be guarding the orb of Tarcellus at the behest of Surtur, uh, which is his, and then in parentheses it says, um, giant deity, uh, fire giant deity. Uh, furthermore, uh, apparently Surtur agreed to protect Tarcellus's soul at the request of his father, Anam, in parentheses, um, supreme giant deity. Uh, and then continuing on in another entry, um, upon further investigation, it is said that the soul of Tarcellus will wake him from his slumber if returned to his sleeping body. That would be a noble and honorable act, but I also discovered something interesting. They say that if someone were to consume the soul, they would be granted godhood. And this was quite an interesting thought that I've spent some time pondering. I've decided to keep this information to myself, and I have eliminated those who told it to me. Uh, for now, I will continue to investigate and um, ponder the situation. It is clear, if it exists, that the orb holds great power. Um, and then there's uh, quite a few pages of more mundane entries about, you know, uh, he, he's apparently uh, a, a lord or a ruler of uh, some some great city. It's hard to tell from his journal if he's like a king or if he's just a duke or if he's just the boss of a company. It's hard to say. But there's a lot of entries discussing how he, you know, told these people to do that and told other people to do something else. And that um, uh, then one other uh, entry of interest is something uh, that catches your eye is, is he's detailing that someone brought to his attention that the magic holding the uh, city aloft was acting oddly. So he had to investigate that. Uh, he doesn't go into details. He, uh, he just explains that there's some issue with the magic holding the city aloft. So I went to investigate and then uh, there's like a ellipsis basically. And then it says fixed it. And that's <laughs> all he says. sounds about right for magical workings. Uh, and then he continues on in a later entry, getting closer to the end. 
And he says, I have made a decision that will change the course of my life forever. After much deliberation and contemplation, I have decided that I will um, seek out Stromnar, meet him in battle, and claim the orb of Tarcellus for myself. I will consume the soul of Tarcellus and become a god. I know that this decision is a dangerous one and could potentially lead to my downfall. However, the temptation is too great to resist. With such power, I could rule over all of the lands and be revered by all who live in them. Certainly, I would be a force for good. <laughs> um, to achieve my goal, I will need to prepare myself, both mentally and physically. Stromnar is said to be um, the greatest warrior who ever lived. I will need to hone my skills and strengthen my magic, and I will also need to gather allies who can aid me. I know the battle will not be easy. Um, Stromnar is legendary with centuries of experience, and he will not give up the orb without a fight. However, I'm confident with enough preparation and determination, I can emerge victorious. Um, and then he continues on. I must be cautious, though. If anyone were to discover my true intentions, they might use it against me, prevent me from achieving my goal. There's also the matter of Anam, the All-Father, to consider, but I am certain now that he is long dead, and so I need not worry about drawing his wrath. I will keep my plans secret for now and only reveal them to my most trusted allies. And uh, then you run into some entries dis, um, that talk about um, his entry into this place you're in, and he describes it as you saw it with the the wide path, the wide winding path and the uh, lava far down below on either side. And uh, he describes seeing corpses as well um, all along the path, just like you did. And uh, in his estimation, these are other people who've come to claim the orb and uh, they were not successful against Stromnar. But uh, he does point out that, um, that he can't, that the conditions of the area make it impossible to tell how long any of those corpses have been dead. Yeah. So he doesn't know if it was yesterday or yesteryear. And then you get to the the final entry where he says, um, you know, today I should meet Stromnar in battle. All right. I'll, uh, if I'm able to try to fit the, see if the book will fit into the bag of holding. <laughs> yeah, it'll fit. All right. Mm -hmm. Then I'll, uh, Hop down from the table and continue uh, walking the path okay. through this uh, camp. All right. So off you go, um, walking along. Now you're what was like a widened uh, section of it, but then the, on the other side there is the path continues where it's narrower than this uh, section you're on, but still about 50 feet wide. And it um, continues on into the haze. And so you move along there. Um, and then we'll go over to Fenrith. So Fenrith, you're standing in front of the giant pile of rubble that used to be the entrance to the temple of, um, where you had gone to, to find Casimir. What would you like to do? Well, as I had hoped that I would be able to dig through some of this rubble, but it, it doesn't really seem possible by myself. So at this point, I think the best option is to go go to the rock cliffs and uh, 
gather the rocks, go get some townspeople, try and dig out the place. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you can start heading back up those stairs, uh, back up to the entrance. Um, Graham, what would you like to do? Yeah. So after I saw that I didn't really need to help uh, Nazus that much, I was setting out after Fenrith, trying to find him traveling west. Yeah. Yeah, so you were heading along that same basic path along the rocky uh, ground towards the the rock cliffs. And still storming really bad, so um, visibility is poor and, you know, the wind is blowing rain into your face. But you don't have any problem at all making, you know, seeing where to go and you have sure footing so you don't have any trouble there. But um, now you've reached the point where looking up, ahead as you know you're getting closer to where that entrance was um that you guys had gone down and you do see the uh light of a fire up ahead okay i will approach the fire but with caution okay just because it's a fire doesn't mean it was fenrith <laughs> all right are you gonna roll a stealth oh sorry <laughs> how do these games work again Need to get some uh, ninja prestige so you don't got to. You're just taking a 10 now. <laughs> I was just playing one of those games where we all take turns narrating what happens without <laughs> rules. <laughs> okay. Oh, but right. if there's, I'll look for signs of sonic damage in the area because then I'll know Fenrith was here. <laughs> yeah, no signs of sonic damage. <laughs> His armor has passed through this area. All you need to do is really just follow... The depressed footprints <laughs> of my passage with this uh, all this armor on. That'll be your ultimate fate for Fenrith, is he just step into a bog somewhere and yeah. just disappear. People never Drive. know what happened to him. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, you, um, you see that fire, and so you start pressing forward a little more cautiously. And um, uh, after about a minute, as you're getting closer to the source of that fire, like you see it sometimes and then you don't because large boulders, you got to move around and stuff and the, the elevation changes a little here and there. So, um, but generally you head in that direction and you get to a point where you like crested a large boulder and you're looking there and you can see that fire and you also see the outlines, um, of two people, um, close to that area, but they're like, you know, 30 feet apart from each other and they're scanning the darkness in, in their respective directions. But you can tell, you know, that they're both humans and one of them has one of those rifles. The other holds a staff and is dressed like the mages that you've encountered. Oh, enemies. Sunder, tongue, or hand. That's what you need to use <laughs> right. on, on mages. Do I see enough shadows or, or cover to approach either of them for a sneak attack or oh definitely oh, okay definitely yeah so we'll go to the one then that um doesn't have the rifle or did you kind of identify him as a magic user because he looked like the other ones yeah that's what you would think he's yeah. got the robes and the staff and you can even see that collar that they wear that yeah you know so that's the one that's like to give me trouble with my low wisdom yeah Low will save, actually. Wisdom's average. 
somehow, even if it wasn't the same wizard that told you to grab Fenris' breastplate, this one would also give the same. That would be awesome if I fail and he gives me that mission again. And then I'm like, okay. And I go searching for Fenris and I'm like, the breastplate now. Go go get the object you most desire. And for some reason. (laughs) So yeah, I'll sneak up um, to where I can get behind him and then I will attack with blood tooth. Okay, try one. to sneak attack. You need a new stealth roll. Um, yeah, one second though. Let me get the. Maybe I should start torturing mages instead of just killing them. You already do. <laughs> do I? All right, Casimir's right. <laughs> a mage. <laughs> Tortured soul. What I mean is, I could just fisticuff them, maybe knock them out, and then bind them up appropriately, give them a hard time. Yeah. It's it's times like this that you wish they had rules for flaying, and they probably do somewhere. But there's probably a spell for that too. Maybe uh, it's probably a cleric spell. Probably they get all the fun ones. Yeah, you could be like a heal knowledge or something, or heal was its own skill. Which which is it? I forget. Heals it I uh, found a perfect spell for this scenario next time. Uh, <laughs> okay, so it immediately. Uh, Magics my armor onto another wearer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice! That'll that'll solve the problem. It it won't be going to you though. What? I'll just cast it on the mage. The <laughs> any mages that I see, I'll let you try and get it off them. Well, it would be kind of cool to get something with like a high uh, what spell fail rate. As good, sorry. Uh-huh. I don't know. You just put it on them, right? Mess with them a little bit. All right, do um. <laughs> Initiative for me, Graham. All oh, right, I lose where this guy is. I'm surprised there's not a spell like initiative. That. I thought you were just like distraction this or something like that, that. I'm trying to. I think like illusions have a sub. You should have done like better. They can. Uh, a I lot of spells roll. also kind of have like uh, like if it's high winds, earthquakes type stuff. You should be making concentration. Eleven. Okay. But still, so, something that um, specifically distracts them. Yeah. Uh, all right, go ahead. So you wanted to sneak up. You can see him on the battle or on the combat tracker? Uh, yes. So you wanted to sneak up on the mage? Yes. Stabby, stabby. Yeah. Yep, sneak up behind him and do a single attack. Okay. A single lethal attack. Lethal attack. All right, so that is um, a hit. So let's get some damage there. There Max be the dagger damage. Yes, yeah. fourteen. A Sounds big fourteen. Like a killing blow to Not me. too great for the uh, yeah low sneak oh, attack. Oh wow, yeah. I still the fourteen's pretty good. I mean that hurts most wizards. Is he still alive, Brandon? Seventy six for seventeen damage. That's pretty bad. All right. So what's our uh, uh, grand total is thirty one. Yeah, That's he's a still wizard alive. Killer for sure. All right. I'm gonna add the bleeding effect to him, assuming that he's not immune to it. Um. That's a correct assumption. And also the staggering strike. Just means he's staggered unless he heals himself. Like if he gets one point of magical healing or he uses a heal check, he can only take one action around for just the next round, basically. So he's staggered? Yeah, so if I could do another sneak attack, this would be the the classic rogue stun lock Mm -hmm. move in the next round where he just have one action. Yeah, it doesn't... It's not going to modify anything. I think it'll just put it on the round count on his, uh, but it doesn't change his stats or anything because it's just something you'll have to remember about him. And it means he can just do 
Yeah, it's like if your hit points are reduced to zero, you get that last round where you can do one either move action or uh, standard action. Okay. And then you drop to negative one. They call that staggered. All right. It's a very, very rare circumstance that needs its own term. <laughs> <laughs> Getting exactly zero hit points. Okay. Yeah, so you sneak up behind him and you stab him and, you know, he makes a slight, you know, like a almost imperceptible sound of air escaping and staggers a bit. Um, I felt like, you know, I just clipped the ball a little bit, had that same feeling when the dagger went in him. You know, I didn't quite hit it full on. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, you felt the, 17? What you the felt heck? like the jugular or the <laughs> yeah, whatnot just, just rolled out of the way. Yeah, yeah, you felt the knife kind of start to catch <laughs> and then slip off. I just hit tendons. That's that's what happens every time they go to give me like an injection. And you can see the nurse's face when it happens. Just rolls out of yeah, the way. Yeah, it was in. I know it was in. No, it wasn't. I told you my veins roll. <laughs> Your veins are in the matrix. They yeah. see those needles coming. They're like. <laughs> so, yeah. The, the, I wonder if you perceived like the, his jugular moving in his. <laughs> I probably did because that's how I see. It. That's I have their vein outline, oh, yeah. their arterial outline. Everybody just looks like that image of the dude's, uh, all his arteries spread out, like all the yeah. veins in his body. I like the picture, like uh, it's like a Cthulhu monster when Doctor Manhattan was reforming, mm. and he's like his circulatory system. So you kind of seen it like that. <laughs> My uh, James got you know the. The random neck pain happened to him for the first time oh. the other day. He was just standing uh-huh. there, and he's like, ah, oh, Dad, something got me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's the ninjas, boy. you got to be on the lookout. Watch yourself at all times. All right, so, yeah, he um, he turns, you know, and he's, like, staggered, and he looks at you, and, uh, you know, his eyes go wide as he sees who you are, and... Um, so he sort of fumbles and he's trying to cast a spell. Just your everyday mage, or not mage, <laughs> but rogue that uh, appears and puts a knife in you. So yeah, he he actually like fumbles a bit and goes to try to cast a spell, but drops his staff because he forgets that he has it f- for a moment, and then he's clearly, you know, being clumsy. Um, so you let's see. That bleeding can be stopped in the same way, I believe. So if he does a heal check or takes any magical healing. Oh, dude, I can just take magical healing? I don't got to wait? Or... <laughs> if somebody gives him uh, some magical healing or he does it on himself. I wonder if rogues can pickpocket healing. Like enough, just reach into enough <laughs> of the divine. I'd consider it for like epic levels, right? If you, if you um, readied your action. For like a spell casting. Uh, steal the spell? <laughs> yeah. No, super high DC. Uh, I think there's a whole class that yeah, can kind of do the... that though. But yeah, I could see it if it was like epic spell level plus 50. You can also see it as like a, a feat at some point. Right. Like you get a one-tenth of the sneak attack damage you dealt as. Yeah, well that mage thief, I think the way it works is when you do your sneak attack damage, you can sacrifice how many like d6s for spell slots basically so you'll hit uh, him sneak attack and you'll be like i want to steal a level three so you lose three off your sneak attack damage and you get a third level spell from him hmm. so it's a cool it, class i like the way yeah. it sounded i thought about cross-classing into it but is there one about like stealing effects already on another person i think so and That'd also be... you can do like at higher levels you can do special abilities from like creatures and stuff nice 
Maybe not special abilities, but blue spell-like mage. abilities. Yeah. There you're, we go. You're a blue mage, basically. basically I yeah. like that. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Find someone that's, you know, doing the John Cleric trick and stab yeah. them, and suddenly you grow and they shrink. Yeah. And then they had um the scouts kind of like a kind of charges up his sneak attack by moving. He gets a sneak attack by moving yeah. in the same round that he attacks something in. Hmm. So if you move thirty feet and attack, you get sneak attack. So it's kind of inter- interesting class. It'd be kind of interesting with some range sneak attacks. Right, yeah. That's what I was thinking, because if you're standing back there just shooting your bow, you can keep... But I don't know how the, if sneak attack really stacks up to like what the ranger gets on top of their stuff, because I see your hits, and I'm like, uh, sneak attacks are cool and all, but this is no well, <laughs> Justin volley. Yeah, the ranger... <laughs> All of that's based on the number of shots. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like the monk flurry of blows. And as you've seen lately, as the enemy's AC gets higher than those later, yeah. like my third and fourth ones almost never hit anymore. Yeah. But they get, I think they start getting like a move as a swift action type Rangers? ability. No, no, the scout. Oh, the so scout. basically they could, they'll get like a number of uses that they can do a swift action move. Oh. So basically you get so move and then do a full, meet, full round. Right, yeah. yeah. Isn't that like in fifth as well? Is it the disengage? Or whatever? Uh, I, uh, yeah. I can't it remember. was like where they'd hit or do something and then yeah. move as a, whatever fifth has, I forget. And I can't remember what differentiated the ninja sneak attack. Didn't you play one? No, I've never played one. I always wanted to play a ninja though. Cause like, just that way I didn't have to roll stealth all the damn time. Sudden strike. So it's just, it's sneak attack, but... Sudden. Same conditions. It's just whenever they're denied a dex bonus. Oh, I believe like see what's um, different about a lot of people that would be playing ninja come over from monk. Right. So, so it's, it, like... it's giving them a sneak attack if it's not, or it's adding to it if it is, maybe. Yeah. Well, you do, because you're getting like, a bunch of movement stuff like great leap and ghost step and your acrobatics are getting bonuses as well. So yeah, it would combo up with the monk quite nicely. I don't know what, what does the key powers do. Uh, anyway, this will um, provoke an attack of opportunity from you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll take it. Another swipe at him. Just twist the blade in his throat. Or did you stab him in the throat? Uh, in the back. Uh this one doesn't have sneak attack. Just remove it from his, or just, you know, draw it all the way up to his throat and twist up there. <laughs> so I dealt him 12 damage. Another good dagger roll. Okay. Ah, you could have discharged your uh, your gem into it. Yeah. How many I got in there? Two? Yeah, two. All right. He's trying to cast. Here comes the... We'll save spell. What are these people put it out on a bulletin or something? Ah. All right. One of the heroes, super dumb. Yeah, so he <laughs> he goes to cast a spell, and you slash at him, and you slice him pretty good, but he is successful at overcoming that concentration, so... Darn it. He does cast a spell at you. But you're successful at um, reflexing out of it. So so basically he manages to uh, get off this spell and uh, um, these steel bands materialize and try to wrap around you. But um, you're just, 
your reflexes are too good. And so you slip out of the way. And then he still can't manage more than just normal speaking. So that'll, well, let me. Does it look like that bleed effect is working properly? Okay. Um, and then, so that'll be your turn. Okay. Um, well, it'll, he bleeds again. Right. At, yeah. I was just wondering if. On I, your turn? Um, I don't know. I think usually his. those tracker things count when you go past their turn, right? Yeah. If it's on them. Yeah. So we'll see on yeah. his next turn. So, um, so I'm going to do the acrobatic backstab then, which means I have to tumble through his space, which will set up, make him flat footed basically. So let me give you that, which I think I need is 25. Let me double check that. Or no, sorry, this, um, it's five plus the opponent's combat maneuver defense. Sorry, I, I forgot it works a little differently. So that's my DC. Okay, so in this case, your DC is 27. So you got it. Okay. So then that will make him flat-footed, and I will go okay. for another stab. Hang on a second. Let me put that on him. Okay, go ahead. All right, going to try to hit that vein this time. That's a hit. All right, let's pay close attention to the sneak attack. What's going to happen? Ooh. There we go. Yeah. Got you, sucker. Still alive, though. Huh? <laughs> what hit die are you rolling? It's because he's not a mage. He was actually a barbarian who just got out of a bath. <laughs> That's why he's wearing a robe. Um, well, right. That's um. So you you do this ninja move and get behind him and um, stab him again. That also staggers him again for the next round. Okay, which I applied to him. <laughs> All right, um, but he is still somehow standing, although he's not standing up straight. That's for sure. It's right. like doubled over, and he's trying to reach behind him to stop the bleeding. But anything else for your turn? That's it. Yeah. So then, as um, after you do that, then like a second passes, and then just a gout of blood splatters out of him, and um, that's the end of him. Okay. So like it looks like he's gonna turn towards you, but then he just crumbles, um, and you can see the. Uh, you know, the steam rising as his blood pulls on the ground, on the stone at your feet. Well, Graham's expression of slight concern will change to relief. Good. Does he do that thing where he, like, grabs onto Graham's vest and, like, I don't want to die? <laughs> no. He's, Mommy's he, getting real cold. He didn't have time. <laughs> okay. Nobody wants to die. Come on. What a thing to say. What, you want to say something else before you go? Well, that, some, some people want to die. Tell my wife I loved her. <laughs> so, um, so he falls to the ground dead, and uh, you hear a shout come from off where that ranger is, and uh, and you look over there, and he's forty feet away. But even through all the rain and the wind, um, you can tell that he's looking in your direction. He's got his musket up. You can tell that he's like not looking at you. He's looking you just know in where your he direction. Knows his yeah. comrade to be. Quick, Travis, uh, scurry away <clears throat> into the darkness. <laughs> but you hear him shout some question, and uh, and then he moves forward and sort of uh, hugs hugs a boulder, peeks around it in your direction. Okay, but it's your turn. 
I'll tell him not to come over here. I'm relieving myself. I'll just do the standard enemy <laughs> gruff voice. Or maybe there's an affectation I can do for mm. being a human. Okay. But like, I, I'm trying to... Yeah, he's also I'm, a wizard. <laughs> oh, right. As so he's wizard. arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> Does a wizard ever admit to pooping? I don't know. They probably have some magical process by which they get rid of their <laughs> their waste. JK, Press digitation. this. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, that's what I'll tell him. I'm using the bathroom. Please okay, so, give me some privacy. Yeah, let's do a... Bluff. Yeah, do a bluff. Okay. Ooh, 18. Ooh, what happened? Stop. Okay. Okay. Tense or is magical evacuation. So you... um, Yeah, you uh, you shout that, you know, I'm, I'm relieving myself. And uh, you put on that affectation. And um, that's your turn. All right, um, Fenrith, um, you come out of the uh, the boulder wherein that entrance was set out into the dark wind and rain. Uh, but as you do, you can hear someone shout, um, I'm relieving myself. Don't come over here. Now, because of the wind, it's hard to s- tell for certain the exact direction, but... Um, Certainly, it came from over by the general area where that fire was. Okay, so I'll uh, I I had forgotten about those guys. Um, I'll I'll try and and move off and around. Then this is kind of like what I how I did before, except without the uh, the coin with darkness on it. Okay. So, um, are you trying to be quiet or we want, are you doing yeah, a stealth? I'm going to, I'm going to try. Okay. Roll a stealth in the tower. Okay. And then put a perception in the tower. Me or? Yeah. Okay. So you go moving around, you know, uh, like going to taking a roundabout way. And, uh, as you get to like a space where you can just fit between two house sized boulders, Peeking around that corner with the lightning lighting up the sky, you can see about 30 feet away from you, the human with the musket um, leaned on a large boulder pointing it off towards the west. He doesn't seem to see you, though, and you can't see what what he's aiming at. But that's what you see at the end of your turn there. Okay. All right. And then... Graham, you hear that guy shout at you, and he says, um, well, it's a language you don't recognize. So it's, you can tell that there's a question in it, but, um, but you don't speak that language, whatever it is. Okay. You know what I'll do is I'll put my mouth into the crook of my elbow and just make the loudest Uh. fart sound like that way. In response, <laughs> is this acceptable, Brandon? Or am yep. I? My, nope. Am I? Uh, That's good. Do a bluff. Sealing my doom. <laughs> no, do a bluff check. That's okay. good. Can I do a perception to uh, see if I recognize this? <laughs> That's not a real fart, Graham. <laughs> I remember you? that sound. <laughs> Every, yeah, every time you're given a sermon, occasionally you'll have Just Graham. at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, damn it, Graham. 
This is serious business. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you um, you do that, and then <laughs> now it's it's your turn. Okay. Um, well, I did that. That would probably my skill check. That would be my standard action. So I'm just gonna wait then. Okay. To see how he responds to it. All right. And then uh, back to you, Fenrith. Well, I mean, now that they're split up, I might as well take advantage of this. How far away did you say he was? He's 30 feet from you over very rough terrain, though. So ha- half movement terrain. Okay. I, <laughs> I'm going to cast a uh, magnetic field, which uh, emanates a magnetic field 30 feet from me as all unattended metal objects in range, including weapons, armor, and anything made primarily but or primarily out of metal are pulled violently towards me, stopping just a short space and falling harmlessly to the ground. Objects secured to a non-metallic, non-metallic fixture remain where they are, unless a forceful tug would, would be enough to detach them. Um, as I think this is the right one. Hold on. Yeah, okay. So it's a creature in the area wearing metal armor uh, or wielding a metal weapon or holding a metal object must succeed at a reflex save or be dragged five feet closer to me in a a straight line. They can drop it as a free action to avoid the effect. Um, Well, I've got news for you, John. These guys just came all over in an airship, so all their guns were (laughs) plastic to avoid metal detection. (laughs) All right, so... um... So you're also, if he's in the line of any of this metal stuff, he has to make a reflex save to avoid being hit by it. Yeah. Okay. So he'll need the to make a... is that uh, is that whatever this that weapon is has some metal into it. Yeah, that's a good spell. Okay, so he'll need to make a reflex save. Yeah. Okay. Let me. Do we? Go full nerd and require that it have to be metals that are the spell magnetic doesn't specify in nature. though, yeah. so it's it's game. It's all metal. All metal. I don't know why I uh, then it should be named rolled. differently. What do they call that category? Like, well, that's can't remember. No, I had myself. Targeted you must have had yourself. Well. Yeah, targeted. Yeah, there's so I go flying five feet, thinking <laughs> closer to myself. All right, so um, ferromagnetic. Yeah. So you can see when you cast that spell, he does start getting pulled towards you. He's got his, uh, you know, his musket immediately spins him around and pulls him towards you, but he doesn't let go of it. So creatures that fell their save by five or more are pulled an additional five feet closer for every increment of five, which they failed. I don't know how, how bad he failed by, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 10 feet closer. Okay. Yeah, is that. I, I guess, like, I'm not standing out in the open, am I? <laughs> I guess I should ask that. To well, he can right. see you now. Okay, uh, that's fine. But so um, that was one. Then I'll, I'll uh, now that he's within 20 feet, now I'll move up as well to finish my action. Okay. Yeah. And uh, was it seven rounds? Is that correct? What I'm saying? That? Yeah, seven yeah. rounds is what it will last. So if I moved within range of of anybody else out there is uh, let me know and I'll you better hope that those boulders don't have large deposits of (laughs) well I mean it's okay for me it's it's all the objects stop harmlessly right in front of me 
okay. anything that's in the way of me and that <laughs> object that has to okay. be careful. All right, so then you move closer to him? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'll move 20 feet and get right up next to him with a, a fearsome smile on my face. Tell him you killed my friends. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, so he looks up at you, and he's got this um, you know, musket out, you know, ahead of him towards you. And so you move up right next to him and then, uh, so he'll just let go of that and that'll clatter to the ground. Yep. So as you get there, you can see that like his, um, even his armor is like angled towards you and his, he's got a, like a satchel, like a pouch or yeah, like a satchel is the better word for it. And that's, you know, raised up off of and and, you know, trying to reach you as well. So there's something metallic in there. And um, so then to move away, he's, what has he got to do? Another save? Um, it, it doesn't really say, but I would imagine that he, yeah, he'd, he'd probably have to overcome that to yeah. be able to move out. Okay, so... Do you want me to cast it again on him? Let's see. Drop a creature's made Yeah, five or more. Well, yeah, just do it. So I'll know if he'd be able to or not if he wanted to. Okay, so he did succeed at that. Anyway, so he, you know, has dropped his musket and he's looking up at you. And um, you can see he uh, gets sort of like a grin. And he shoulders out of that satchel so it falls to the ground. And then he scrambles away and he can make it, well, he can make it 15 feet away. Does he provoke an attack of opportunity? Um, yeah. All right. Okay, that's a hit. Hold on just a second. I gotta, I think I need to, uh, change my, uh, attack bonus. Let me check it. Still in big mode or something? You let it hang after, No, uh, okay. Is after it's, the word change there for a minute, I thought you <laughs> just need to change. Yeah, you're close. No, it's, it's yep. a midlife crisis. Oh, I need to change everything, guys. It's goodbye. <laughs> I was just thinking of the timeline, John. There, what heralded As... your arrival was a big fart sound. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the uh, I don't have the attack for my weapon at normal size set up. It looks like. Uh-huh. Let's see. Oh, there it is. Never mind. As I put it in my bag, I I didn't uh, I didn't have it equipped. That'll do it. I'll use five of Graham's charges as well to do an extra. What is it like five <coughs> or six or something? It's two d six per charge. So uh, how uh, many? I so have two. 10D6. So you get an... <laughs> I don't have five. That's three I said max. I was using five. <laughs> I don't have five hundred. <laughs> You're just gonna get an IOU now, right? Got a yep. blood tooth. That'd be kind of interesting, uh, seeing how to add more to it. I think in standard D and D, you have to start from scratch. There's really no modifying a magic item once it's out in the wild. But assuming you could, it'd be cool to add more more gems to the hilt. Isn't that sort of what the uh... Legacy weapons were for, but I think yeah. like if you wanted to start from scratch, it still had to be basically a blank masterwork. Yeah, but I guess in theory you could. It'd be kind of cool to play a, <coughs> a campaign with that legacy weapon idea, but every level is like the generation. 
So your level, it would be like the same class, whatever, but you basically you're, you change up the personality and the name of level two versus level one. Hmm. And that weapon was like a hundred years down generational handed to, uh, but so you're not making a new character every time, right? You keep all the stats the same, but that's how the, those legacy weapons power up basically is they have like a, a really powerful wielder. Yeah. And then it goes into the weapon, some ability of that wielder. Of course, it wasn't, from what I recall, I don't think it was like hard and fast rules on how that process had to happen. It was a little bit vague, I think, even. Probably on purpose. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, he scrambles away and you slash at him and you do some damage to him. But that's um, that's his turn. And then Graham. Okay. So now I see the Fenrith or <clears throat> somebody with the shape of Fenrith. Yeah, you can see that it's Fenrith now. Has come up and start attacking that ranger. All right, so I'll close the distance between myself and the human ranger. Uh, can I do that in one move action, or will it take multiple? Um, say that again? Can I move up to him in one move action? No. Okay, can I... It would take two. All right, so yeah, I'll take. I'll move up to him then. Okay. It's my turn. I guess if I could charge, I might do that. I've never charged before with Graham. It's rough terrain. Yeah. So then I'll just take the double move and get up behind him, flank him. Okay. So don't forget to add flanking modifier to your attack, Fenra. So you get up to him. So you'll need to cast that on him too, because you'll need to make reflex saves (laughs) as you get within 30 feet of Fenra. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So cast that spell on uh, Graham. All right, so you can you succeed at your save. I feel like blood to starting. Yeah, to, you feel like like your armor, armor. and stuff is starting to angle it, but you does that impact my movement going forward? Is that how it was affecting the guy? Uh, it was because he had failed his save, so you'll just have to make a save every turn. Okay. that you're in this range. What's the DC twenty one? Hmm, that just means you you're aiming for not getting a one, right? Uh, what is my reflex? I have. Plus 13, so I have... A chance. Well, like a 40% chance of failure? The DC 21? This is called is right. Cthulhu. I don't like those odds. I don't like it either. <laughs> <laughs> that means I can fumble on 5%. Okay. All right, so yeah, you move up to him. And then um, now back to you, Fenrith. Now you... Um, he had crawled away, and then Graham showed up. And he's up next to him, but you hear like a, just a sound or whatever at your feet and see, like you can see inside that satchel there, there's like these three small metallic, um, round objects in there that you don't recognize. Although they do look distinct from each other. Um, but they have the same general shape and size and then they all explode. Nice. <laughs> and then, see, that's 15 feet away. So, Graham, that'll affect you as well. So, both of you make a reflex save for me. Dude, I'd almost hero point that, Travis. Where did I get a four? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I want to fail on something I'm good at. Comes a one. <laughs> Three. Three. That's all I freaking roll. 
Swear so to God. What was um, Fenrith? What was your reflex? It was a nine. Okay, so you'll take the full damage. Should have rolled a d6. You would have gotten higher from that <laughs> grenade. I'd take 2d6. So and Graham, you don't take any because you made your save both okay. times. Yeah, I figured because like a lot of like grenade type weapons usually are fairly low, but it's yeah. just the principle of the thing. I mean, <laughs> a rogue. With... Okay, then both make <laughs> a um, fortitude save for me. Uh, Get on my fort. All right, so you'll both take half of this damage then. This is sonic damage. But neither of you are deafened. It is you, Fenrith. Quit shifting around. You're hurting me. And then both of you make a, another fortitude save. Mm, there's my uh, fours back. All right. So this one doesn't do any damage, but uh, it's just the brightest flash of light you've ever seen oh, in no. your life. <laughs> you guys are going to need to check for uh, the blinded. corpse of Omen. Just getting flashbanged out of nowhere like that. And so, Graham, you're blinded. And now, Fenrith, it's your turn. So all three of these explode at once. Let me roll okay. for him. Um, is he still alive? Or so That would have been good there. Yeah, he is still alive. It doesn't seem like he was affected by these. It doesn't seem like he, got, he took any damage from these. Okay. As I will uh, cast... Uh, barbed chains then as let me target him so this is uh, summon a chain from another realm causing it to burst from the ground and strike target within the spell's range which is 25 feet plus 5 feet every 2 levels uh, I can either have the chain do a melee attack dealing 1d6 points of slashing or attempt to trip uh, a trip a combat attempt a trip combat maneuver against the target uh, uses my base attack bonus plus my key spell casting ability score modifier as its attack bonus and combat maneuver bonus as on a successful hit target makes a will save if it fails its save creature is shaken for 1d4 rounds I can summon an additional chain every three levels um, with the maximum being a 10th level so 4 at 10th level okay man I hate that get that tickle in your throat yeah this won't go away uh, it's the worst it always happened when it was quiet in class yeah mm -hmm. I was uh, always too shy to raise my hand not that water ever does anything for it but yeah nope. alright so um so you're casting this, and how many chains are you bringing up? Four. I need to modify it, though. Is there a way to modify it? Because it's trying to use my intelligence. Uh, yeah, it should be at the... Uh, uh, where the Come on, thing. Work for me. Yeah, all right, I'll fix it. This one... Um, <clears throat> it should use my uh, wisdom, which is a plus four. Yeah, I can fix it. Okay. Um, just yeah, leave your character sheet alone, and I'll fix it. Ah, there. It's, it needs to be using your wisdom, right? Correct. I was wondering. I think so, though, because it's like 
It's still using my eyes to pick out a different vision. It'd be like how blindness would affect somebody with dark vision, right? It's not yeah. a like not a light tremor sense or something. Yeah, it's actually why I keep blindness and deafness prepared at all times. So when you go nuts, <laughs> start stabbing us. Well, just give up your breastplate, and there won't be any problem. Gee, Rohan, that sure is a nice bow you got there. I just got my dagger back. I'm not giving you my bow. <laughs> Turn it into adamantine. Might be a better bow by the time he decides to repay it. Depends on yeah. how, yeah. <laughs> okay, that should work. I went without it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can use my sling. You'd probably be able to do all the same stuff. Yeah, everything but the shocking burst. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, that's like half my damage. Still, if the other half could be replicated with just using a sling. All right, so. Crazy. You're summoning up. <laughs> That'd be better, like. Uh, All right, so that was uh, the <laughs> first me. one. I know, but as I, I was going to try and have a two a tr two trip and two attack, so I believe I had, that one was the cast for the attack, because I see that it has one for each. So we'll try one of the trips now, or should we resolve that first? Uh, yeah, let's. Yeah, we'll resolve them as they happen. Okay, so four damage, and then he's shaken for however many rounds. I don't know how many. Oh, it looks like four rounds is what it showed. Okay. Yeah, put it on him, so. Okay, so that was the second trip I missed on the first one. Okay. So does that mean that it worked? So, um, so you're trying to trip. Yeah, the will save is is just for shaken, but he can only be shaken once. Um, yeah. Each, so each, these don't stack or anything. Basically, you're having it make a a trip combat maneuver. Yeah, and I got a thirty. I don't know if it rolled it for him at all. Uh, no, it didn't roll his combat maneuver defense. Does but it that, roll it, or that's just a number? It's right? just oh, a number, it's just though. a hit. Okay, so that's so, a, so it worked. It worked. Okay, and then the last uh, attack chain, and that acrobatic backstab got a little harder. Missed. All right, and then I'll move up to him, stand over him, and uh, tell him again, "You killed my friend." This is the part. If I wasn't blind, where you'd see him go like. Ugh. And then his guts would rip open and I'd birth myself through the now opening wound. And I'm like, I'm still here, Fenris. <laughs> <laughs> they killed Rohan. Oh, yeah, I don't know where he's at. And then I'll go back into his. As when I saw this spell, I, I thought of, uh, what are the Cinnabites? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, uh, is, check out uh, uh, Dancing change, uh, Chains, I believe is what it's called. It's even more. Is that closer? Well, yeah. What, okay. I mean, what? How does it yeah. look that it sh leaves them shaken, or is it the well, effect? A chain just springs out of the ground and attempts to grab a hold of you, and trip you, or attack you. But, but the uh, the tentacles yeah, don't leave you shaken. They seem like they'd be whoever is <laughs> shaken by tentacles. In the modern era, I grant you, we're all pretty used to tentacles. Or in an <laughs> area <laughs> fantasy setting where everyone's an occultist of right. some sort. Tentacles are so cliche. <laughs> How do you subvert the tentacles? You can make it hands. 
Yeah, either one Jazz honestly hands. would yeah. be would be pretty bad to see, man. As you okay. got uh, the the chain sh- spiked chains shooting from the ground to trip or stab you, and then all I need is someone to. Well, now I guess I am blooded a little bit from that explosion, as I could bring out the tentacles. Do you want tentacles, Graham? Is that what you're saying? I don't mind them. I I have them I, on my breastplate. All right, Rohan. So now you've um, you've got the other rocks with you, and you guys are flying. You know, in the direction of the. You know, you're basically going east, looking for um, the other heroes, or you know, barring that, like going to get some people to help look for them, or what was it you were doing? Um. Yeah, I was going to get them and then have... I was going to head back to the entrance and have them kind of fan out to look for the others. Yeah. Because I had come out in kind of a weird place on a cliff face. And if others ended up in the same kind of thing, then they might be trapped there. So it is at, you know, as you're flying in that direction that you look down and you can see... The first thing that draws your attention is the light of, you know, like the reflection of a firelight. But then you see, as you take a closer look, um, or sorry, Tempest says that uh, she sees Fenrith and Graham in a fight down there. Okay, let's go help them. So why don't you roll initiative? Is this before or after the explosion? Yeah, so that'd be what really drew your attention is the explosions. Okay. I am initiated. Sorry, I forgot to put you on there. We'll put it on. Okay. All right. So you, you, Tempest, you see that explosion, and Tempest says there's a fight down there, and so you're headed in that direction. And then, um, so that's, Fenrith turns over, now we're here. All right. And then, so Fenrith, you um, are standing over this guy. These chains have just come out. And he's, you know, shaking, so his eyes are wide, and he's sort of looking in every direction. And you're like, you killed my friend, and um, do a perception for me, okay? Um, You just so happen to look something, you're not sure what catches your attention. And so you glance over, um, over Graham's shoulder, and you see this enormous... Um, metallic bird uh, come out of the darkness towards you at about a thousand miles per hour and um, slams into you. And let's see. So from these enormous talons, um, ignore that. You will take. You know why it's behaving this way. Uh, scroll of hill. That would get rid of blindness, but. You gotta be able to read it. Um, what is it? Is it a enchantment or a curse? We might be able to disen- Well, uh, John will be able to fix it. Right, right? I uh, can start shouting stuff. Okay, it's a, that's just a. Uh, that's right. It's natural for it's you a right now. Yeah. Blindness. Yeah. Just how life is. You're gonna have to accept it and move on. Sorry, give me a second. Teach you braille. I, <laughs> All within would, a day. Yep. And let it by the mantra. Yeah, then get my we... pincer hands. That would be hard. You think uh, feel the outside of the yeah. chitin? 
I don't know how people read Braille anyway. Like I've I've run my fingers across it, and it yeah, just, like this doesn't well, feel like it. Just feels like texture to me. Yeah. Uh, apparently, part of the unused portion that used to do uh, visual, yeah, yeah, function for visual stuff gets kind of swapped uh, over for touch. That would make sense. But uh, we'd have to make a special form of Braille if you kept your claws, because it, your the tip of the claw would have to catch. I think, and so right. it'd be like a ver- it'd be a vertical based one where you'd run your claw down it's it, like a groove. Yeah, and like how it, <laughs> yeah. like we'd put little lines inside the groove, and it'd essentially be Morse code. Da, 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 da. And Ruth would get angry of me reading at night. <laughs> I wonder if you could read faster or slower that way. Just people that read Braille read pretty dang fast. Yeah. So I've always been impressed with like seeing the people that do it two-handed, where they're yeah they've got both hands going across at the same time. My I can't read two different sections of a sentence at the same time. I do. I think you do. Well, yeah, think about people right, yeah. like the bad readers reading out in class. They were literally reading one word at a time. So True. they weren't like grasping a concept. They say that's the difference between liking reading and not reading is whether you can grasp mm. phrases at yeah. a time or words at a time. Yeah. And it might not be so much that they're reading two different parts, but actually visualizing the entire sentence at True. one time. I don't know. You know, I, but I guess you're right. Like when I'm reading books to, uh, like when I was reading to my daughter and now to my nieces, I'll kind of take in the whole yeah. sentence, and so I can do the right voice for yeah. the right part. Yeah, because you're you're like kind of anticipating. I've noticed that too. And yeah, and also like a lot of the words, like if you're just reading, reading, yeah. uh, you're filling in a lot of the words automatically based on okay, you know, like sentence structure and stuff like that. Like I screw up words all the time. Yeah, because I put a word there that I should have actually like looked at and sounded out, but it, you know, so like decimate becomes some other word. Desolate. Or, yeah, you know, potato. I think I fixed it. So, um, anyway, so yeah, uh, that would have been ten damage to you, Fenrith, um, from this giant bird's talons, and then as you get a real close look at it, they're not as big as the rocks, but they're still huge. And uh, you can feel these sharp talons dig into you, and it continues on its path, lifting you up into the air, pulling you along with it in a uh, in its talons. We're getting karmic backlash, guys. Oh, no. I'm just loving the title of that last attack. Combat Man <laughs> 49. Ah. How can we oppose him? He is a man literally made of combat. We must go 100% peaceful. Ah. So um, that's that. And then, um, so Graham, you can hear the sounds of this, but you don't see what actually took place. Rohan, you do see as you're getting down close to the ground and finally you reach the point where you can see um, Fenrith and Graham standing over a, a human on the rocky ground, you spot this, um, you know, metallic predator swoop through the sky and snatch Fenrith up and start carrying him off. Okay. Um, as a free action, I'll ask Tempest if he can communicate to Fenris Rock that he's being carried away. Okay. Um, well, yeah, I mean, no sooner do you say that that you'd notice that... Um, Fenaro. Fenaro is already angling that direction because they're headed 
um, inland. Okay. North. So, you know, at the speed that it's moving, uh, in just about three seconds, they'll be out over the forest far below. Okay. Do I see any more of these things? Uh, Do a perception. In the tower? Oh, yeah. They're everywhere. Mm. You do not. Can I hear up with it? Uh, If you'd like to. Sure. You rolled a a 20. Yeah. So. (laughs) No, you rolled a one. No, you'll get a one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Yeah, you do see one um, coming from the same direction off to the south. Uh, You look over there and you catch the brief reflection of lightning off of the metallic feathers headed your direction. All right. Can I make a pursuit angle attack towards it? Yeah. Um, I assume it's probably either heading to grab Graham or myself. Yeah. So uh, during that brief flash of lightning, you see it. When the lightning's gone, you don't. So you'll have to have... Uh, Tempest take over if uh, if she can see it. How far away was it? Um, a hundred and fifty feet. All right, I think I can. Where is it? Um, yeah, I'll uh throw out some dancing lights uh in the path that I I assumed it was traveling in. Mm-hmm. I have a range of um, let's see, I'm level. Three wizards, so 130 feet. Okay. So, yeah, I'll just kind of sp- spread them out in that area to to illuminate anything that would fly through it. Okay. Uh, yeah, so let's see. Um, wind, rain, flying. Yeah. But yeah, we'll say dancing lights. You put those up there so you can get a, some illumination, and that does help you keep a uh, get a better look at it. Yeah. And tell the thing that's carrying me off to take me back to the party. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wasn't done yet. I mean, but you can tell as you get a look at it, you know, based on its angle that it's in a dive, right? It's definitely headed for Graham. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll lot an intercept course and mean Tempest will also start diving in that direction. All right. All right, so yeah, Tempest angles her wings and narrows her eyes, and then uh, you start headed on an intercept course, basically. Um, that's you. Need to make modifications to our saddles that allow for a backseat gunner and a belly gunner. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, enlist a couple of the militia? Yeah. Or she's worse, we can put wizards in there. We've got a very good... Uh visual image in my mind after you said that of like the silhouette of the rock uh, like against the night sky or like a, maybe a an evening sky but then the tracers going yeah. off like <laughs> which we kind of got I mean, like a b-52 size yeah. wise i maybe might even yeah. be and like everything we're going up against is like lasers and spells which kind of work yeah. like tracers so so one thing that you notice fenrith uh, that i forgot to mention um as that thing slammed into you and took off with you, um, and you're looking back, you can see that for a brief moment, all those metallic objects followed. 
but uh, the speed is too great for them to keep up. And so, Graham, you hear this clatter of metallic objects hitting the stones, yeah. and then you hear um, the sound of the that human scrambling to his feet and uh, running off towards the east. Okay. And that's your turn. Yeah, so I'm blind. Uh, and wait, let me make sure how long you're blind, because I forgot to put a time on it. Dude, are you going to try to do a blind tiger throw? No. So that's still, I'd have to, well, like, guess a square. Is there a pinpoint roll for perception? Uh, I think it's, uh, yeah, you like to do a listen check or whatever. Yeah, it's whatever the base C DC is, plus 20, because they're invisible, hmm. I think. Okay. I don't know how to do it without a map, because usually when you're blind, you have to, like, pick a square. Well, now it's a true one. That's what's so weird. That's All right, like, so your turn, Graham. Yeah. Miss a chance. Right, still as going, soon as you so get it, yeah. Might as well just let the miss chance do that. Okay, so yeah, since I'm blind, I'll just... Um, I'll try to pick up some more details about what's going on, because I think I've... Have I heard the whooshing of these big bird wings, these big metal birds? I mean, all I'll say is that you heard a extremely loud whooshing sound okay. <laughs> of, a, of a heavy object cutting through the air close to you. All right. Well, and yeah. It's voice getting and smaller. A, I will and at a least. crash <laughs> some screeching metal. Yeah. I will crouch somewhere, though. Um, see if I can rub my eyes. Because uh, I imagine I have, like, based off of how I went blind, I just have a big bright spot obscuring all my vision. Yeah. Basically. So, basically. yeah. Trying to, like, rub them out. Um, see if I can get that to go away for this round is pretty much what I'll be doing, but I'll crouch, you know, so I'll try to take cover next to one of these big boulders that were around if I can find it with my hand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Crouch next to it. Okay. And yep, like a little kid trying to wake up. <laughs> Dude, like at night, I think like that type of blindness, like from light might actually come at a higher DC for us. I mean, not like draw DC, but like, because oh, right. like where our, our eyes would be super dilated yeah. to see at this type of light level, so might as well just put the dang grenade right in your eye. <laughs> All right, so yeah, you're stumbling around and uh, you get your hands on a boulder. Um, it already does seem like your vision's starting to come back. Okay, so yeah, I'll, I'll probably just try to wait it out then and uh, end my turn. Okay, and then. Um, Fenrith, so now you're being swept through the air at incredible speeds um, with these talons of this metallic bird clamped securely into your chest. Uh, what would you like to do? Is this considered a construct or an object? Um, you don't know. It uh, doesn't seem like one. Seems like an object to me. You know, it seems like a, a living creature. Uh, although, you know, you can definitely tell um, that like its fe its feathers are literally made out of some sort of metal, but um, everything else about it, you know, makes leads you to believe it's a, a living creature, even if it's not a natural one. Okay, as uh, <laughs> I don't even know how how would I go about casting a spell in this situation? You're grappled, what? essentially. Uh -huh. Okay. 
Yeah, so... You gotta win it, the chick. Is that right? Or if it doesn't have somatic components, maybe you can. Yeah, still spell could work, I think. Uh... Okay, so you want to cast a spell. So you can... Takes one standard action and has no somatic. And you have the material or focuses you might need in hand. (laughs) Which is usually nice for clerics. Yeah. Yeah, like it's one of those where I don't think it's taken into account for a lot of stuff. But like uh, Eskew Materials does a lot of good for that. Because you don't need the offhand. Yeah, you'll need... um, And a concentration. A concentration check of... 10 plus its combat maneuver bonus, plus the spell level. Oh, man. Oh, man. So it's uh, not looking like it's possible, honestly. Let me... Well, I'm assuming it rolled a 20 with that 49. So already right there, I don't think... Well, it's combat maneuver bonus plus 10. Combat maneuver bonus plus 10 plus spell level. I mean, the old 3.5 way was 20 plus spell level, so it's like in the ballpark. It just depends on what... It'll yeah. be a little higher because the CMB... Yeah, what's the max concentration you could get? Uh, well, my concentration was a 20 before we deleted it. <laughs> yeah, but now <laughs> it would put be... put it into perception. So it was a 20 plus my my wisdom... And I had specialized, so constitution. 26, or constitution, yeah, sorry, constitution, so, yeah, 26 still, because my constitution's a plus four. Where do you find your base uh, concentration these days? Is it in the... Yeah, it's just a... Uh, just constitution checks now? Yeah, you just uh, roll a d20 and add your caster level and your ability score modifier. Uh so, basically, in Fenrith's case, you'd be rolling, let's see, 14 plus, what is your wisdom? Plus another four, so 18. Uh, a, you'd get a plus 18 to a d20 roll. Yeah, it's, I don't think that's going to happen. Well, you could roll 38 at the highest. Yeah, as I, I can't, wouldn't be able to get the over-there combat maneuver hmm. uh, plus the 10. Right, yeah, when you add that plus 10, that really... You said plus their, but what kind of bonus do they... I guess I just really must suck Well, uh, they, they rolled a 48 <laughs> to do that, so oh, I'm assuming yeah, they rolled they got a the 20. size that factors into it. Yeah. Know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'm um, how does... So the, the Ring of the Flame, how does the spell casting from that work? Like it's as basically far as the... basically using an item. Yeah, like a... You was it? You don't provoke attacks to activate or yeah. use an item. I believe no, like you in don't. most cases. Yeah, you sure. could. Um, so would I have to? Would I have to make the same type of crazy roll for that? Well, the concentration is to cast the spell. You're not casting yeah. the spell. The ring is. There still might be some. Uh, I don't know, Travis. Are you looking at that type well, of stuff? What's the ring is? What kind of activation is that? Called? Uh, Do you remember spell? No, no. Command word? I don't... Would it use a command word? Uh, it, but you might still have to succeed at a grapple, possibly. To... Which is, would always makes me bad. Yeah, Let's see. Here's... Spoken by a 
command word, a standard action that does not provoke attacks of opportunity. That's from the D20 Pathfinder SRD, if that counts as a good source. What did it say? It's um, activated by a smoke, a spoken command word, which is translates to a standard action that does not provoke attacks of opportunity. Okay. That's for rings specifically. Yeah, for your ring. And that's from the Pathfinder uh, D20 SRD. Yeah, that's what I use. It's what my dad used. If it's good enough for my grandma, <laughs> it's good enough for me. Activate magic item or other than a potion or oil. Let's say, what is that? I guess I'm looking at just the standard action there. Give me the grapple. Oh, it's because escaping a grapple is a standard action. So I should be able to activate from there then, right? Theoretically. Unless, because in the old, because I have some of the old knowledge, I remember the, like one of the things you could do was as part of pinning your opponent, you could cover their mouth. So that would obviously stop you from being able to do it. But I don't think you're there yet. If Pathfinder still has those kind of conditions. That's what I'm looking at right now. All right. So if you're grappled, you can attempt to break it with the normal or escape artist. And if so, you can become the grappler, blah, blah, blah. Instead of attempting to break or reverse, you can take any action that doesn't require two hands to perform, such as cast a spell or make an attack or full attack with a light or one-handed weapon against any creature in your reach, including the creature that is grappling you. So I'd say you can use your ring. Okay. Hey, can you take a look at uh, Flame Strike real quick for me? Is uh, it? It's only showing 76 for its... Oh, never mind, sir. I see 70 fire and 76 for divine. Okay, as it was weird. Um, that's what I'm going to do, though, is uh, call down a Flame Strike. Over the bird. Is that a AOE? You might have to yep. worry about yourself too. Yep. Okay. Just making sure. Don't you have all that? So is that partial so you're, divine too? Now, so you're doing a spell, or is that in your ring? That's in my ring. Okay. As I can do it uh, twice per week. Um. All right. So, flame strike. And that is okay. Go ahead and target the steel wing and cast flame strike. Okay. Okay. And then do some damage. All right. And that is although it it shouldn't it should have taken full damage from the divine. Holy, that is that I've never seen fourteen d six all roll wow. six. What's I didn't the even odds notice on that? that? That has to be all right. No, hold on. Let me undo it and do it. Try this again. Make sure what? that wasn't a weird thing. Hold on. That's right within John's portfolio as a <laughs> god of luck. Whoa. I think the only one that might be more powerful in luck than him was uh, his sister. <laughs> All those damn crits yeah, that she I'm constantly just curious rolled. I mean, the odds okay. Are not it's yeah. there's something yeah. with the rolling Brandon on that. Uh, is yeah. Okay. There's no way that we did it. <laughs> oh, because you've got it maximized. Oh. And that shouldn't. Oh, um, <laughs> how is where the, do you see that? Is the ring maximized? Well, you can see it in the. I don't think it is. Look at where it says damage, flame strike, maximize, type fire spell seventy six plus forty two. So, um, and that's how do you in your. Take that off. Well, let me look at it for a second. 
Familiar ring, flame strike, and then we've got it set up here. Oh, if man. we go into the cast, we can see. I don't even know how to read the. Uh... <laughs> I don't know if it's into... getting it right. If we go into the damage. This 14 all coming up sixes would be. See. This is E. When you go zero. into. Okay, I see it. Yeah, where it says meta magic. But hang on a second before it you. though. Because I. Well, I might have made I a mistake. And, oh, okay. I was going to say, I dragged it and dropped it into there. I might have made a mistake when I made it, so... Let me look at the one... Yeah, so uh, if you look at my level 5 spells, I also have it uh, prepared right now. Is it doesn't have the, the M, which I'm assuming is what's yeah. uh, the ma right. denoting the maximize on it. Roughly 1 in 13 trillion. Yeah. That would have been awesome if that was legit. Though. So you're saying Dude, those I don't are know. <laughs> we would have to do something. I don't know what we'd have to do. But uh, you just we, couldn't proceed with win, your normal day. Win the campaign right there. Dude, no. We get like a couple fifths and we head down to <laughs> okay. Vegas and we put him on a damn craps table. So I'll just turn off that maximize. Even if he doesn't know how how it worked. At least he didn't. And uh, that should solve it. So uh, go ahead and re-roll it. Okay. And then I'll fix it for the... All right. Yeah, re-roll the damage and then I'll fix it because it'll... All right, so you rolled 41 and it would take none of the fire and half of the... Or it would take half all of the... What's the word? Divine. 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 All of the divine and half of the fire. <coughs> So it'd take twenty. I'm kind of disappointed it didn't turn out all sixes again. Though. Twenty. <laughs> so it would take thirty. I always like that when the game master goes to call you like BS or something. Like, all right, yeah, like, uh, okay, show me a twenty and I'll let you do this, and you just natural twenty. <laughs> all right, so this uh, pillar of <clears throat> flame and divine energy appears out of the sky and slams down on the bird that's carrying you. And uh, you can smell an odd, uh, you know, the odd smell of heated metal for a moment. And uh, that's your turn. Is I'll, I'll move 20 feet. <laughs> <laughs> Just playing. Uh, yeah, that, that'll be it. Okay. Dude, gain our burrow speed and move 20 feet into the bird. <laughs> All right. So then. How did you do that with an Earth Titan? So Fenrith. Um, it has to be non-living. You cast that spell, and you're being swept along through the dark, rainy sky. And, uh, you know, looking up, you can see that, like, all of the feathers on this creature. Like, if you've ever seen where birds puff themselves up with their feathers, it does that. And, uh, you know, so it's got all these metallic feathers sticking in different directions. And, um, you know, they actually stab into you um, just for you being there. So this is um, for this particular creature. Um, this is. Uh, oh, no, I lied. Sorry. I said that wrong. What happens is um, it looks to you like a lot of the feathers just burst off of the bird, but then begin swirling all around it. Um you know, like a storm of razor sharp feathers. And those, um, 
slash into you by virtue of you being within their field there. So, um, so you'll take some damage from that. Let's see if I have that on there. Would that? Would I be able to trigger my uh, stored spell off of this? Well, I don't know. I it, it's. I think it's pretty obvious to me that this thing is not a natural creature. I don't. It's like the uh, law wardens. Is would I be able to d- discern that? Brandy? Hang on. Hang on a second. Let me. Let me see if I got this damage set up on here. I don't. I'll just have to roll it. So. So that'll be 5d6 slashing damage at you, Fenrith. Now, what was your question, sir? Would I be able to discern with, with what I'm seeing so far that uh, that these are kind of like the Law Wardens, as far as not like a natural creature? No, not at all. That's not the impression okay. at all that you get. You get, so um, then- based on your experience and your adventures, that... Um, you get the impression that this is like a magical beast. Okay. As uh, when it hits me, then I'll also release that stored spell in the uh, in my chest or uh, yeah, my armor as inflict critical wound. Okay. All right. So yeah, go ahead and do that. Okay. Yeah. So these feathers slice into you, and oh, do I need to complicate things? Ah. No, I don't. The uh, those feathers slice into you all over, all around, slicing and and dicing you. But then you release that uh, inflict critical into this creature, and it gives a sharp, you know, piercing cry um, as that negative energy courses through it. But um, on it carries you. So that's like just a natural thing. That's that's not its action having that storm around it anyways and it's moving um so fast that uh you now are looking down below you you can see you you were like 30 feet above the ground and now you're hundreds of feet above the ground with the uh, trees um in the bowl down below you but it will do a constrict whatever that's called how fast would the bird have to be moving for John to worry about blackout? How many G's would it have to be pulling? I don't know. Some people can do... Maybe what, it's up to like 10? Yeah. Say, what, a fortitude probably? Well, yeah. Yeah, that's probably what it would be. Or at least that's what it was in I'm Maverick. pretty fortuitous. That's where I thought <laughs> the same thing, too. We are still Americans, just. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, like I, I think the DC would have to change by the number of G's it'd be pulling, right? Because it'd get progressively right, harder. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, any sort of, like, quick changes, I think, could mess with, uh, like, an elf isn't geared for high speed, sudden turns, or up and down, so. Yeah. 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 Start getting into the paralyzed zone here, uh, right. especially with it in the talons, break my neck yeah. or something. Uh. Then I think he'd also have high enough speeds to have to worry about being able to breathe. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think that'd probably start happening a bit sooner, too, because, like, yeah. you know. Like, Gs are, are mostly, you know, on corners and uh, and changes in direction, but... Yeah, like, inertial-based, almost. Yeah. I know uh, Aerotech, the Battletech space one, they got it down, so you're, like, thrust is going forward type of thing, and yeah. then any change that is of a certain angle, you're going to... Try. You're gonna have to start making maneuvers 
apparently like they're notorious for just all crashing into the ground constantly. That's all Aerotech is good for. It's apparently equivalent oh, well. to 22 miles per hour. If you name your for one G Aerotech, then you kind of assume you're going straight as an arrow. Uh, it doesn't <laughs> really seem that fast. And you're eventually going to hit something. Suppose you need, well, well, a G is just, well, uh, well just, that's a measure. That's a measure of, the gravitational feeling you yeah. get. So like one would, like I could see that being fairly slow but to get that. If somebody's feeling 10 at 220 miles an hour, that doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem that fast. I've probably been 220 miles an hour. Yeah, I think everybody has plane, if you've ever right? been on an yeah. airplane. But but you only really feel the motion in the plane when you're like taking off. Yeah, when they when hit you the, first yeah. start going. Yeah, when it kind of levels out. Yeah, so like if that, plane decided to start doing some like you know evasive yeah. maneuvers you'd probably start seeing people uh because it yeah. seems like when you watch those flight videos of they'll take somebody up <laughs> when they want to put the g-force on them they'll go like yeah yeah right so you're getting like the double yeah, uh, thrust the, and the yeah, actual the earth's natural. gravity <laughs> yeah. yeah there's been a couple space games where i've blacked out on re-entry that's yeah. been real fun to wake up as the ground's coming at you <laughs> <laughs> all right anyway so um talon squeeze you fenrith for 12 points of damage i'll give him a squeeze back let yeah. him know that i care mm -hmm. and then the talons let go of you for no points of damage no <laughs> <laughs> did it uh that. did it uh what was it fling them or whatever it's called yeah yeah or no 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 oh just let him go either way say hello to the crowd <laughs> So that's that's turn as uh, you feel weightless and free. As First time ever, I'm free. <laughs> free falling. Start singing. Yeah, I was going to say, start singing Tom Petty. All right, roll on. Um, yep, pursuit angle. Okay. And uh, you, you will have made, you have reached it at this point. So uh, as you get within attack range, couple things you notice is the swirling storm of feathers mm -hmm. also that it it's hard to tell because of that where exactly it is ah. okay it's got like a concealment effect on it so as we head in i'll be firing arrows and as we close with it okay uh, all right so yeah you um you get within range and you start knocking an arrow and that's when you see it let go of fenrith I thought he or no, you're on the yeah, second I, one? Yeah, I was okay. going after the one. Um, right, so it's about... Um, okay, go ahead. Yeah, same thing for this one, though. You can't exactly tell where it is based on that feather. Okay. It's a distortion, but... Um, Do I just target the steel wing that's in the... Yep, or wait, let me put the other one up there. Um, get to it. Does your... Uh, what's it called? Your uh, negation of covers does it extend to magical type effects or um it negates cover but not concealment it should do not that. magical okay um here let's see what's the exact wording of it okay uh, it does not like keeping my magic missiles around for some reason maybe i coded it <laughs> just always disappears every time i set it up for some reason, I've always had like this unnecessary dislike of magic missile. <laughs> I don't know why. It's like a good spell, or you know, at the very least, decent. It's just a 
a nuts and bolts spell is why it's like if you got Let's nothing else to do and you want to deal just a little bit of damage because that's all you yeah. can do that's what it's there for but like even it's uh like once you get up there like it's still pretty dang decent damage it's going to overcome most damage reductions so i don't like it <laughs> it's like i could put anything else in that slot yeah and i would probably fare better than just magic missile is what it seems like it doesn't necessarily mean it's true yeah what is the ability that it's improved precise shot and it's um your ranged attacks ignore the ac bonus granted to targets by anything less than total cover and the missed chance granted to anything by anything less than total concealment total cover and total concealment provide their normal benefits but it doesn't work on things like um blink where they're actually leaving the plane okay um let's see yeah because that's like just a straight up mischance yeah it's not a, yeah. Uh, yeah okay yeah so go ahead it should it should um not have its mischance against you okay so we'll do rapid shot can first. you see it on the combat tracker uh stealing two yeah i can now okay all right so yeah i'll take my shots as we're heading in and then tempest will make its attack once we reach it okay so first attack has two arrows so it is doing the yeah it's still mischance. Doing mischance um but which is frustrating let's see first one was a 35 oh i see it's because you don't have improved precise shot on your character sheet oh so let me put that on there Hopefully that'll fix it. But anyway, what do, what does it look like we got here? Let's see, it looks like two hits, two misses. Um, the first one has two arrows. All right, so it's AC. So, yeah, hit, hit, miss. Okay, yeah, two hits, two misses. So go ahead and roll damage. All right, so first one is two arrows. That's the, And then the second attack hit as well. Okay. All right. So those were my hits, and then, yeah, then as we get to the last few feet, Tempest will do that, claws out, and attack it. Feet first into the meat grinder? Yep. Okay. So, um, Tempest is swooping in to attack. Yeah. Let's see. Give me one second here. I've lost your rocks. Where did you go? Okay. Hmm. It's no. interesting. I'm not seeing the where the hell they would have gone. <laughs> They're kind of big. <laughs> kind of hard to lose them. If we need to, it's almost ending time anyway. We could yeah come back. So we'll say we'll pick up with you back with Tempest about to attack. But let's go over to Casimir. For the rest of it, um, I mean, we'll have to hurry with this. Unless is anybody going to die if we don't stop right at one? Um, I won't die. Okay, <laughs> that sounds Can't like say that. I'm just trying to be scientific about this. You won't die, but chances <laughs> Casimir. are, so his girlfriend you... might kill him when he gets home. Yeah, right. go ahead. It's that's Casimir for the rest of it. So Casimir, you have been moving along, and you found. Uh, quite a few more corpses so we'll go down the list here of the corpses that you've come across um, as you move through here um, you 
you find a lot of a human orc um, bugbear corpses, ogres. You find uh, more of those two-headed giants, a good assortment of giants in general, from, you know, hill giants up to stone giants um, as you're moving along this winding path. And, um, uh, you know, that's normal. Like, there's nothing about those that draws your attention because, you know, one dead orc is same as another. Um, And so it doesn't give you really a good sense of the abilities of whoever did this killing because most of these are not that difficult to kill. Yeah. But um, as you look up after you've been walking for about a half an hour and you're looking forward at that very slight incline through the haze, you see um, up ahead another widened area like the clearing you were at before. And um, you think you'll get there in about, and you know, maybe an hour. Um, but then it drops out of sight again because of the, the haze that moves around and messes with your vision. But, uh, but as you move in that direction, you finally start to see um, more uh, corpses that, uh, of things that are not so easily killed. Yeah. <laughs> right. So um, the first thing that uh, is like that, that really draws your attention is a, um, you look up and you see what you think at first is just a trick of the shadow, a dark blot on the floor. Um, but as you up, get closer, you can see that it actually has form and uh, it is a, body of something um and let's see where is it let me find a description for it here there it is um so it's like 20 feet tall this thing it's not carrying any it wasn't or it doesn't have any weapons nearby i mean something could have taken them with it but um there isn't any nearby to it the uh you recognize this as an undead, uh, an extremely powerful undead. And because I don't think you, you guys have actually encountered it, but you would recognize it from your from your studies. Let's see if I have a picture of it here I can show you. Um, I'm sure I do. But anyway, uh, so this thing is like 20 feet tall and it looks even if even up close to it, it looks like it's just a shadow, but it does have solid form. Um, So you recognize that as a very powerful undead and uh, it's been killed. And that's when you start to first realize, well, there's something to this legend of how powerful this uh, Stromnar is. Uh, Another thing that you encounter not far past that is a, a hideous humanoid. Um, it looks like sort of a humanoid toad. This particular one is um, like, you know, got blue and purple and the to its skin, if you could call it that, um, which is very thick and tough and it's got spines and plates. It's a hulking creature. It's like um, 
as big as an ogre, ogre but its head is like a, a toad. Huh. Um, it has wicked-looking, bony wolverine spikes coming out of its hand, the back of its hands. Um, do a um, knowledge... Um, knowledges do you have? Not planes, if that's what you're looking for. That was. So yeah. do instead a... Let's try... Well, Arcana, it'll have to be. All right. Uh, Let's see if you roll high enough there. There you go. Yeah, so you don't recognize what it is. But uh, you do see that uh, just about 10 feet beyond it, you see a couple more that are sort of similar, but they're smaller and they're red. But they seem to be the same sort of species, whatever that might be. Um, Then you come across a gnome. The gnome is dressed all in like, you know, ranger gear and has been um, somebody took the time to pose the gnome like uh, in a state of like you would to bury someone, Hmm. you know, someone took the time to do that. Um, And as you're looking at it, you're like, it's hard to see even how it died, how this gnome as a male gnome died. But then, you know, as you get another angle at it, you can see that the whole back of its head is sliced off. Um, There is a, what's the next one? Oh, and then you find a um, uh, uh, barbed devil Mm. that's been killed. And you've encountered those before. Um, But I find it odd that the the corpse of the devil remained in this plane. Yeah, you find it odd that that did. And same with the undead. Um, you find that very odd because that's not what's supposed to happen. Okay. Uh, yet there they remain. Um, let's see. Um, Night Walker is what that undead was. So, um, you know, even in death, it looks like it's just wrapped in darkness. But yeah, that is not supposed to stick around. Um, and then as you move along, you find a... Um, What's it called? Have you guys ever? Yeah, I don't know if you've ever encountered them. So you do, you come across a, uh, it's a human shaped being that's, you know, maybe about six feet tall, but its flesh is like this rubbery green. And uh, its head looks like a, sort of like an octopus, four, mm. four tentacles. Good. Okay. <laughs> so you find that um, laying there. And then 10 feet from that, you find a, pile of more of them Um, so now you keep you keep moving you're getting closer now now you can see that opening more often uh, up ahead you come across a um, a creature a humanoid this one's female Uh, it is um, like you looking at her as you get close you can definitely tell it's female and apparently pretty well-proportioned female. But as you get closer, you see the face is hideous and crowned with uh, snakes that are all dead now. Hmm. And then you come around another curve and you find a dragon, the corpse of a dragon. <laughs> it's stretched out long ways, so you have to walk beside it to get past it, but this is a red dragon, um, and it's been killed. 
And then up ahead, you can see where the path ends and the clearing begins. And there's one more corpse right there at the entrance. And as you approach, you can see it was a small person, like a halfling or a gnome. But then as you come upon it, you see that it is a halfling. It was a halfling. All right. Um, laying, laying dead on the floor there, looking up at you is the face of uh, a middle-aged male halfling that uh, you recognize as Volster Vindel. Ah. I always wondered what happened to you. In fact, I thought for a while that he was that dead halfling we encountered in, uh, <laughs> what was it? Was it the, another dimension, like the top levels of some hell? the one that was like spiked yeah. with explosives? Is yeah. that the one you're thinking of? Yeah. So Volster Vindel has fallen here and um, not, uh, and 10 feet away um, is his dog. Mm. Also dead. <laughs> I'll go over to uh, his corpse see if I can discern what killed him. And... Uh, yeah, so uh, there's just a very large um, stab wound that takes up the majority of his chest. <clears throat> I suspect this may have something to do with it. Uh, thank you, voice of Fenrith. Or not Fenrith. Uh, so, yeah, I'll <laughs> stick with it. <laughs> Let me share with you, as you, um, as you look at this clearing... And you're on the ground, so it's sort of difficult to see at first, but there are, um, in the center of it, there is a ring of stone pillars. And um, inside that ring, fire shoots up from the floor, probably about 40 feet, and you can't see past the fire. Okay. But in front of the fire, um, in the floor, is a... I mean, at first, it's you just think it's like a depression or a dip in the rock or whatever. But as you look closer, you can see that it is a sword inlaid into the stone of the floor. And it's, you know, 150 feet long, you know, 15 feet wide. It's just, it's not something that somebody can use. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's like the, the place in the, like the, a place was made, a setting was made for it in the floor for it to sit in, and it's a sword. And so um, that's what you can see. And as the flame shoots up from the floor in that ring with inside the stone pillars, every now and again you'll get a glimpse through there and see that there's a, a clearing inside there. Um, but uh, do a perception check for me. All right. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, you're looking in, and occasionally you can see through the shooting flame at that clearing in there, and uh, you do see finally a brief glimpse of a a massive person um, sitting on the floor, leaning back against a a rock. And this, um, you know, this person is enormous. You You would think by looking at him that he's a dwarf, except for his size. The proportions are like that of a dwarf, but, okay. but he's enormous. And he's uh, he's got flaming red hair, and he's dressed in, you know, full plate armor that seems to provide complete coverage. And uh, he's got a 
sword across his knees. Um, but you just catch a, you can catch that, but you can't get more details beyond that as you're looking at him. So um, on the floor in front of the sword, you can see a um, like a little pulpit. And that's the only other feature you can see. Hmm. Uh, so let me let me do something real quick. Okay, um, then we'll do. I can put you on this map here. Let me so you can get an idea what you're looking at. All right, there you are. So you have true sight, right? No, I have seen visibility and dark vision. Dark vision. Okay, let me make sure your token. You don't need it because we have good light here. I wish I had true sight, but after the uh, conversion to Pathfinder, they took out all the XP costs and converted them to gold. <laughs> I don't got the gold for it. I don't even know if you can actually make true sight permanent. I forget. Uh, that seems like one of those spells that would be distracting to have permanent. Yeah, that's why I also didn't go with like detect or read magic. Yeah. Because eventually I figured you'd get to the point where everything... It's just glowing too much. Read magic, maybe. But then you've got to worry about glyphs. Yeah, that's the other reason. I advert my eyes when... Or Casimir inverts his eyes whenever he's around one, just in case. I think <laughs> any writing he started doing that with. Okay. Um, so let me share this map with you. All right. Tell me if you see... I see myself, but I, it looks like I have no lighting. Okay. That's like, there it goes. I see like a bunch of fire, a big old sword, yeah. and like a black kind of uh, circle or column type thing. I'm guessing that's obscured vision. Yeah, that is the area on the other side of the fire that you, you're not really able to see. And um, I can just draw it on here. So uh, that's where the, it's like a little stand. It's like a little pulpit. And from here you can see that there's like a book on it. Okay, I see it. All right. Yeah, I'll walk up over to it. Actually, uh, how close is the creature I spotted? Um, you know, so if your eyes don't betray you or you're not cheated by some spell, then it would have been 100 feet away on the other inside that fire there. All right. Man. <laughs> yeah, I'll walk up to the book. It's You'll have to excuse my rudeness for not announcing myself. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing I forgot to mention is that it's like deafening in here as well. Like the sound of the flames is pretty much the only thing you can hear. But yeah, so as you approach and stand in front of that pulpit there, um, and you see that it is a book, but it seems to have been made out of stone. So it's like got these odd, thin pages, yeah. you know, that you can turn... Um, but anyway, so you approach that and, uh, you can look and you see in, in, um, in their tongue, which you recognize, um, it, it'll, it says, um, here rests, uh, Stromnar, uh, guardian of Tarcellus. Um, and then there's like an inkwell with no ink in it and a quill pen. And, um, it says, add your blood to the page. Um, to to gain an audience all right so that's what you can see on the page that's open to is there's um there's names scratched into the stone it's like a you know sticky blood okay Di all different names yeah you know but um is Falster uh a recent addition yeah 
That's the latest one. All right. Why am I starting to hear boss music? I'll, uh, was it, uh, can you use the pen nib to prick your finger? Yeah, that's, yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll, uh, stab the nib into, uh, you know, I'll probably go with my pinky. The okay. thumb's like too important. Everyone always goes for like the thumb or the yeah, palm of the hand. You use that way too much. Yeah. And, uh, I'll get a nice, uh, bit of blood on it. And with my elvish, like handwriting flourishes, I'll Casimir hero of, of the rock. All right. So that way I can get bumped to the front of the line. Yeah. You got to put your title in. <laughs> I'm important. Okay. So yeah, you, uh, scratch your name into there and then there's a, uh, a brief, uh, moment where it's just like blood on the stone, but then it starts to smoke as it etches in, in, into the stone itself, your name. And then just like that, all of the flames, um, die down, you know, now they're just like, a foot off out of the ground instead of all the way up. And, uh, the silence is, um, shocking to you in comparison to what it was like before. But then you can see clearly that, um, fire giant there resting on, uh, on a stone with his back up against it with his sword. And, uh, it looks like he's sleeping, but then his head snaps up and slowly moves over towards you. Um, but then we'll have to stop there for the day. We've run too late as it is. But that's where we'll pick it up next time with uh, Tempest about to attack the Steel Wing. Um, Fenrith falling peacefully to the ground hundreds of feet below. Casimir meeting Stromnar the Fire Giant and Graham bumbling around blind. I think I see something. All right, man. Thanks. Yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Uh, This has been a Death Watch production. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.